0: Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Bedtime Express, your one way ticket to a good night's sleep, with me, James. This is a podcast to help you relax, unwind, and hopefully get a decent night's sleep. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to give us a like, follow, or subscribe. Today, I'll be reading a short selection of classic fairy tales, like Red Riding Hood, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and Jack and the Beanstalk. We hope you enjoy, and hope to see you soon. Once upon a time, there was a little girl who lived in the village near the forest. Whenever she went out, the little girl wore a red riding cloak, so everyone in the village called her Little Red Riding Hood. One morning, Little Red Riding Hood asked her mother if she could go visit her grandmother, as it had been a while since they'd seen each other. That's a good idea, her mother said. they packed a nice basket for Little Red Riding Hood to take to her grandmother. "'When the basket was ready, the little girl put on her red cloak and kissed her mother goodbye. "'Remember, go straight to Grandma's house,' her mother cautioned. "'Don't dawdle along the way, and please don't talk to strangers. "'The woods are dangerous.' "'Don't worry, Mother,' said Little Red Riding Hood. "'I'll be careful.' But when Little Red Riding Hood noticed some lovely flowers in the woods she forgot her promise to her mother. She picked a few, watched the butterflies flit about for a while and listened to the frogs croaking and then picked a few more. Little Red Riding Hood was enjoying the warm summer day so much that she didn't notice a dark shadow approaching out of the forest behind her. Suddenly the wolf appeared beside her what are you doing out here little girl the wolf asked in a voice as friendly as he could muster i'm on my way to see my grandma who lives through the forest near the brook little red riding had replied then she realized how late she was and quickly excused herself rushing down the path to her grandma's house the wolf in the meantime took a shortcut The wolf, a little out of breath from running, arrived at Grandma's and knocked lightly at the door. Oh, thank goodness, dear. Come in, come in. I was worried sick that something had happened to you in the forest, said Grandma, thinking that the knock was her granddaughter. The wolf let himself in. Poor Granny did not have time to say another word before the wolf gobbled her up. The wolf set out a satisfied burp and then poked through Granny's wardrobe to find a nightgown that he liked. He added a frilly sleeping cap and for good measure dabbed some of Granny's perfume behind his ears. A few minutes later, Red Riding Hood knocked on the door. The wolf jumped into bed and pulled the covers over his nose. Who is it? He called in a crackly voice. It's me, little Red Riding Hood. Oh, how lovely. Do come in, my dear, croaked the wolf. When Little Red Riding Hood entered the little cottage, she could scarcely recognize her grandmother. Grandmother, your voice sounds so odd. Is something the matter? she asked. Oh, I just have a touch of a cold, squeaked the wolf, adding a cough at the end to prove the point. But Grandmother, what big ears you have, said Little Red Riding Hood as she edged closer to the bed. "'The better to hear you with, my dear,' replied the wolf. "'But, Grandmother, what big eyes you have,' said Little Red Riding Hood. "'The better to see you with, my dear,' replied the wolf. "'But, Grandmother, what big teeth you have,' said Little Red Riding Hood, "'her voice quivering slightly. "'The better to eat you with, my dear,' roared the wolf "'as he leapt out of the bed and began to chase the girl.' Almost too late, little Red Riding Hood realised that the person in the bed was not her grandmother, but a hungry wolf. She ran across the room and through the door shouting help, wolf, as loudly as she could. A woodsman was chopping logs nearby, heard her cry and ran towards the cottage as fast as he could. He grabbed the wolf and made him spit out the poor grandmother, who was a bit frazzled by the whole experience. But still, in one piece. Oh, Grandma, I was so scared, sobbed little red riding hood. I'll never speak to strangers or dawdle in the forest again. There, child, you've learned an important lesson. Thank goodness you shouted loud enough for this kind woodsman to hear you. The woodsman knocked out the wolf and carried him deep into the forest where he could bother people no longer. Little Red Riding Hood and her grandma had a nice lunch and a long chat. The... Inside the great forest was a meadow. In the meadow was a cottage. And in the cottage lived Mummy Bear, Daddy Bear, and little baby bear. The bears each had their very own bed to sleep in, chair to sit on, and bowl for eating their favourite of all things porridge. One morning, as the sun rose over the meadow, Mommy and Daddy Bear were preparing in the kitchen. One morning, as the sun rose over the meadow, Mommy and Daddy Bear were preparing breakfast in the kitchen. Little Baby Bear awoke, looked out the window, and thundered down the stairs. Mommy, Daddy, look, cried the little Baby Bear. Baby Bear pointed out of the window, where hundreds of fluttering butterflies filled the meadow. Now, it is worth pointing out that, besides eating porridge, chasing butterflies was one of Baby Bear's favourite things to do, and he didn't get to do it often, as the butterflies only came to the meadow in the springtime, please, please. Please can we go out before breakfast, said Baby Bear. There are so many butterflies, more than I have ever seen. I simply must go out now. Oh please, can we go? Very well, dear, said Mummy Bear. I shall just pour the porridge, said Daddy Bear, so that it can cool and be the perfect temperature for when we return. The bear poured the porridge into the three bowls and carefully set them on the table. Then, with a the clunk, the front door shut and the three bears strolled out the meadow, leaving the cottage empty. Close by lived a woodsman. He had a beautiful daughter with golden shimmering hair that went by the name of Goldilocks. She was a sweet girl, but had an inquisitive nature that often landed her in a spot of bother. Once she had followed animal tracks in the forest and nearly been eaten by a wolf. On another occasion she picked up an egg from an eagle's nest, never a good idea, and received a swift peck on the head when the bird returned. Goldilocks was, as you can see, a very curious little child. On this particular morning, Goldilocks was running an errand for her father and came across the bear's cottage. What a delightful little cottage, she thought. I wonder who lives there. Without a second thought, Goldilocks unlocked the garden gate, walked up the path and knocked at the front door. Nobody answered. Undeterred, she walked over to the window and peeped inside. "'Oh my,' she said. "'Look at those delicious bowls of steaming porridge. It seems such a dear shame that nobody is here to enjoy them. I shall simply have to eat the porridge and stop it going to waste.' So Goldilocks opened the front door, and went inside. Before her was a roaring fire. In front of the fire stood a kitchen table, and on the table lay three bowls of steaming porridge, neatly in a row. There was a big bowl, a medium bowl, and a little bowl, each of which were accompanied by a matching chair and spoon, big, medium, and little. First, Goldilocks sat in the big chair. It was much too big, so big, in fact, that her feet didn't touch the floor. She leant forward, picked up the big spoon, and tasted the porridge in the bowl. Oh no, she exclaimed, that is much too salty. Goldilocks then sat in the medium chair, picked up the medium spoon, and tasted the porridge in the medium bowl. Oh no, she exclaimed, that is much too bland. Finally, Goldilocks sat in the little chair, picked up the little spoon and tasted the porridge in the little bowl. Ah yes, she exclaimed, this one is just right. Suddenly, there was a loud, crackling sound. The seat of the little chair, which was much too small for Goldilocks, snapped under her weight. The little bowl flew high into the air, and its contents landed with a soggy splat upon the wall. Oops, said Goldilocks. Oh well, I did have a good fill of porridge, and it has made me very sleepy now tired goldilocks went upstairs in front of her stood three beds in a row big medium and little first goldilocks tried the big bed oh no she exclaimed this bed is much too hard so goldilocks climbed out of the big bed not taking any care to replace the sheets as she found them and got into the medium bed oh no she exclaimed this bed is much too hard." Goldilocks then climbed out of the medium bed, again leaving the sheets strewn everywhere which way, and got into the little bed. "'Ah, yes,' she exclaimed. This one is just right." With that, Goldilocks yawned, poured the covers up over herself, and fell fast asleep. Around 20 minutes passed and the three bears returned from their walk in the meadow. Good golly, explained Daddy Bear. What in the blazes has been going on in here? And who has been eating my porridge? He looked mightily angry. Mummy Bear walked up to the table, lifted up her bowl and inspected it carefully. And who has been eating my porridge? She growled through her large and very sharp, clenched teeth. "Mummy, Daddy, look, cried little baby bear. My chair is broken, my porridge is all gone, and whoever this is has smeared a great dollop of it onto the wall. The three bears were angry and set about the house at once to find the intruder. They inspected every inch of the downstairs looking for clues. They found nothing. Follow me, whispered Daddy Bear, making his way quietly across the hallway and up the stairs. When he reached the top, he stopped and stared at their three, usually very tidy beds. Who has been lying in my bed? roared Daddy Bear. Mummy Bear quickly stepped forward, took a glimpse at her tumbled bedsheets, and said, And who? who's been lying in my bed." Little baby bear looked at her bed, the very bed that Goldilocks was sleeping in. "'Daddy,' she whispered. "'There's a little girl in my bed.' "'Aha,' she replied triumphantly. "'This must be the beastly intruder.' "'I will gobble her up at once "'as punishment for her thoughtlessness.' "'Goldilocks awoke with a start. "'I think you may just agree that the sight of three hungry bears at the end of your bed is enough to put the wind up someone. And let me tell you, Goldilocks, no different, quick as a whip, she sprang up, jumped from the bed, and skipped through the open window before any of the bears could lay their paws on her. Outside the window was a drainpipe. Goldilocks grabbed the drainpipe with both hands, shimmyed down it, and then ran home, as fast as her legs would carry her while the bears looked on from the bedroom window goldilocks arrived home out of breath and sweaty from having to run all the way home goldilocks my dear daughter said the woodsman did you collect the eggs from mrs brown's farm as i asked no father I got distracted, not again, sighed the woodsman, whatever have you been up to this time? I have found an empty cottage, father, and it had three bowls of porridge on the table, so I went in and helped myself. I'm sorry, father, I really am, I didn't know that the bears lived there, and promise, I didn't mean to break the chair or stop the porridge on the wall. The woodsman looked at Goldilocks. I'm very displeased in you, said the woodsman. How do you propose to make amends for this freckless behaviour? Goldilocks went silent for a moment, deep in thought. Perhaps father, she said at last, I can write them a letter to say sorry, but I think baby bear would also like a new chair, and I should replace the porridge oats that I ate. The woodsman smiled. Good idea, he said. In the days that followed, Goldilocks wrote her letter of apology and carefully carved a new chair for Baby Bear. With some help from her father, she also performed many chores around the house to earn enough pocket money to buy a brand new box of finest porridge oats. Once they were ready, Goldilocks gathered her things and set off over the meadow to the Three Bears' Cottage. This time, she knocked at the door and waited patiently. The door opened. You, roared Daddy Bear. Hearing this, Mummy Bear and Baby Bear came charging to the door at a furious pace. Gobble her up, Daddy, cried the Baby Bear. Wait, replied Goldilocks. I have come to say I'm sorry. I know what I did was wrong. I should have never come into your house uninvited and touched your things. "'I have written a letter to say how sorry I am. "'Made a new chair for Baby Bear "'and bought you a box of your favourite porridge oats.' "'The bears looked at each other. "'Dear girl,' said Mummy Bear, "'this is a sweet gesture, "'and we are happy to accept your apology. "'Thanks,' replied Goldilocks. "'I am very pleased to say that Goldilocks "'was not eaten by the bears. "'She had indeed learned her lesson.' repented for her faultlessness, and from that day forward, vowed to be kind and courteous to all she met. And not just that. Goldilocks and the three bears soon became the best of friends. They enjoyed many spring mornings together, chasing butterflies, eating porridge, and as the story goes, they all lived happily ever after. The End Once upon a time, there lived a poor widow and her son, Jack. One day, Jack's mother told him to sell their only cow. Jack went to the market, and on the way, he met a man who wanted to buy his cow. Jack asked, what will you give me in return for my cow? The man answered, I will give you five magic beans. Jack took the magic beans and gave the man the cow. When he reached home, Jack's mother was very angry. She said, you fool. He took away your cow and gave you some beans. She threw the beans out the window. Jack was very sad and went to sleep without dinner. The next day, when Jack woke up in the morning and looked out of the window, he saw that a huge beanstalk had grown from his magic beans. He climbed up the beanstalk and reached a kingdom in the sky. There lived a giant and his wife. Jack went inside the house and found the giant's wife in the kitchen. Jack said, Could you please give me something to eat? I am so hungry. The kind wife gave him bread and some milk. While he was eating, the giant came home. The giant was very big and looked very fearsome. Jack was terrified and went and hid inside. The giant cried, Fee, fi, Fo fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman, be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread, the wife said. There is no boy here, so the giant ate his food and then went to his room, he took out his sacks of gold coins, counted them and kept them aside, then he went to sleep. In the night, Jack crept out of his hiding place, took one sack of gold coins and climbed down the beanstalk. At home, he gave the coins to his mother. His mother was very happy and they lived well for some time. Jack climbed the beanstalk and went to the giant's house again. Once again, Jack asked the giant's wife for food. But while he was eating, the giant returned. Jack leapt up in front and went and hid under the bed. The giant cried, "Be, fi, foe, fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. The wife said, There is no boy here. The giant ate his food and went to the room. There he took out a hen. He shouted, Lay! and the hen laid a golden egg. When the giant fell asleep, Jack took the hen and climbed down the beanstalk. Jack's mother was very happy with him. After some days, Jack once again climbed the beanstalk and went to the giant's castle for the third time. Jack met the giant's wife and asked for some food. Once again, the giant's wife gave him bread and milk. But while Jack was eating, the giant came home. Fee, fo fo, fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread, cried the giant. Don't be silly, there is no boy in here, said his wife. The giant had a magical harp that could play beautiful songs. While the giant slept, Jack took the harp and was about to leave. Suddenly, the magic harp cried, help master, a boy is stealing me. The giant woke up and saw Jack with the harp. Furious, he ran after Jack. But Jack was too fast for him. He ran down the beanstalk and reached home. The giant followed him down. Jack quickly ran inside his house and fetched an axe. He began to chop the beanstalk. The giant fell and died. Jack and his mother were now very rich. And they lived happily ever after The end